amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome to the Bible Answer Man broadcast with the president of the Christian Research Institute, Hank Hanegraaff. Our mission is to equip you with answers to share the hope that you have within you because life and truth matter. Why? Because being armed with truth will equip you to counter the corrosive worldviews at work in our world today. While experiencing the authentic Christian life will make you a winsome witness of the purpose of life, which is to experience union with God and Christ, both for today and for all eternity. For more information about CRI and the Bible Answer Man broadcast, our phone number is 888-7000-CRI. You can find us online at equip.org. The following program was pre-recorded. And now, here's Hank Hanegraaff. Thank you very much, Randy. Over the last few days, we were talking about prayer, uh, the triple-braided cord of almsgiving or mercy-giving prayer, and later on we'll be talking about fasting. And as I was talking about prayer, of course, we spoke about the Lord's Prayer, and then I got into the FACTS Prayer Guide. It's an acronym that I use to organize my prayer. The F in FACTS reminds you of the word faith. And we talked about that again on the last broadcast. And I was just about to say before we ended the last broadcast that nowhere is faith in God expressed more beautifully than in the 139th Psalm, Psalm 138 in the Orthodox Old Testament. This psalm, it ever reminds us that God has every detail of our lives under his sovereign control. Even even the very hairs of our head are numbered. So don't be afraid. Don't fear. For God works all things for good to those who love him and are the called according to his purposes. I can't tell you how often during dark times the words of this magnificent psalm flow through my mind like the balm of Gilead. O Lord, you have have searched me and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You discern my thoughts from afar. 
You know my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you know it completely, O Lord. You hem me in behind and before. You have laid your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go to the heavens, you're there. If I make my bed in the depth, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. Even now you may, you may wish to pull out your Bible and finish this, this psalm of faith. Verse 15 and 16 are extraordinarily precious. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place. When I was woven together in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me, written in your book before, before even one of them came to be. Knowing that God has every detail of my life under control, that he will lead me in the way everlasting, that provides, it provides a sense of faith, a sense of security and trust that makes life work. Faith in the arm of flesh is foolishness. Faith in the arms of our Heavenly Father is unfailing. And that kind of faith quite naturally leads to prayerful expressions of adoration. Before I get into that, let me say that in going through my own battle with stage four mental cell lymphoma, Having my faith fixed on the one who created me was comforting. Knowing that he had every detail of my life under control gave me the courage to face tomorrow. Even now, my sister Joby was very, very dear to me, one year older than I am diagnosed with pancreatic cancer, is in, in a very difficult spot from a human perspective. But she has such incredible faith in God. She even sees her malady, her challenge with cancer as an opportunity to be a witness for the Lord. And she knows that every moment of her life has been written in his book before even one moment came to be. And so she is not faithless. She is faithful in the midst of this storm. She knows that life is a vapor here today and gone tomorrow. But she knows in the end she will be with the Lord, either in this present world or absent from the body present with the Lord. And so she lives her life with enduring faith. 
and also with the A in the acronym FACTS, with adoration. You know, I've often said that prayer without adoration is like a body without a spirit. Not only is it incomplete, it just doesn't work. Through adoration, we naturally express our genuine, heartfelt love and longing for God. Simply put, adoration is, is passionate admiration. An admiration that culminates in awe, in, in reverence, in worship of God. As our expression of faith is a way of connecting with the love of our soul, the way of adoration is likewise felt in, in every single renewal of a new day. It is felt in every morning of our life. At times, our adoration involves the inexpressible experience of the presence of God, a mystery inexplicable, inexplicable to anyone else. Sometimes it's a function of what we experienced the previous day or even the previous moment. And yet, and yet, and yet other times it is fueled by an experience in the treasure store of Scripture. The beauty of adoration is that it unshackles us from preoccupation with ourselves and places the focus directly on the sovereign of our souls. And what is most marvelous about this is that in abject adoration of the Almighty, we discover, we discover ultimate pleasure. How can I say that? Why do I say that? I say that because the greater the object of our worship, the more intense our enchantment. What I've personally found to be most helpful in expressing worship, praise, and adoration are once again the Psalms. In them, in those Psalms, the ineffable glories of God spring forth in inspired and majestic adoration. Psalm 145, while it stands out above the rest, it is memorably arranged in the Hebrew from alf to ta. Or as we might say it in English from, from A to Z. This psalm, Psalm 144 in the Orthodox Old Testament, is, is literally an explosion of adoration. I'm going to talk about that when we come back from the break. Because... As with its memorability, it is quite naturally a psalm that lends itself towards personalization. Again, we'll be back in just a few moments with more of the Bible Answer Man broadcast. And as we go to break, as is my custom, I want to thank all of you who stand shoulder to shoulder with me in the battle for life and truth. Truly, you are touching the lives of people for time and for eternity, which is the very reason that God has left us here. Uh, we, we have been left here for a reason, to impact the world, not by might nor by power, but by His Spirit. 
So please stay tuned. I'll be right back with more of the Bible Answer Man broadcast. Christian unity is not optional. Francis Chan wrote Until Unity to remind Christians that God grieves division in the church, so we cannot remain indifferent. The power and witness of the church hinges on our oneness, and unity in Christ demands a level of humility that is possible by only those filled with the Holy Spirit. Unity around the essentials may seem impossible, but Christ prayed for unity and we must obey. Who are we to question the creator of the universe? To receive your copy of Until Unity by Francis Chan, call 888-7000-CRI and make a gift to support the Christian Research Institute's life-changing outreaches, 888-7000-CRI, or visit us at equip.org. Hank Hanegraaff will be back right after this. Anyone who's been paying attention knows there's a war going on, not just on traditional morality, civility, and decency, but even more fundamentally on historic notions of truth. And the enemy isn't just the onslaught of fake news facilitated by a post-truth culture and turbocharged by growing legions of ideological spin doctors. No, the real enemies of truth range from postmodernist convictions that there is no objective truth to militant scientism that claims that only science can determine truth, and religion is little more than primitive superstitions. But CRI support team members are not waving a white flag of surrender. They're holding the fort by undergirding every one of Christian Research Institute's mind-shaping and life-changing outreaches 24-7. To learn how you can make a difference and enjoy all the benefits of support team membership, simply visit equip.org. Our Lord prayed that they may all be one, just as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. The glory that you have given me, I have given to them, that they may be one, even as we are one, I in them and you in me, that they may become perfectly one, so that the world may know that you sent me and loved them even as you loved me. Christian unity is not optional. To receive your copy of Until Unity by Francis Chan, call 888-7000-CRI and make a gift to support the Christian Research Institute's life-changing outreaches, 888-7000-CRI, or visit us at equip.org. That's equip.org. Has God spoken? Are the words of Scripture merely human in origin, or are they in fact the very words of God Himself? Three years in the making and based on two decades of research and reflection, Hank Hanegraaff's monumental book, Has God Spoken?, answers what is surely the most important question facing our world. In Has God Spoken? Memorable Proofs of the Bible's Divine Inspiration, Hank counters the contentions of the Bible attackers and clearly shows that belief in the Holy Scriptures is not a guess or wishful thinking. 
It is the only logical conclusion after an honest examination of overwhelming evidence. Order Has God Spoken from the Christian Research Institute by calling 888-7000-CRI or go online to equip.org, equip.org. And now, here's Hank Hanegraaff. Thank you very much, Randy. Just before the break, we were talking about Psalm 145 in most modern translations of the Bible. It's Psalm 144 in the Orthodox Old Testament, which is literally a psalm, a psalm that is an explosion of adoration, of worship, of praise. I will exalt you, my God, the King. I will praise your name forever and ever. Every day I will praise you and extol your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. His greatness no one can fathom. One generation will commend your works to another. They will tell of your mighty deeds. They will speak of the glorious splendor of your majesty. And I will meditate on your wonderful works. Again, the Psalms are a treasure trove of ways of expressing our faith and our adoration. And this, this particular psalm, as with its memorability, is quite naturally a psalm that lends itself towards personalization. Again, I will exalt you, my God, the King. I will praise your name forever and ever. Every day I will praise you and extol your name forever and ever. God doesn't need our adoration it is we who, who desperately need to adore him. Adoration propels us, propels us into participation in what I was talking about on the last broadcast. Our participation in the divine nature, or as St. Peter put it, it is to escape the corruption in the world caused by evil desire. In adoration, we escape, we escape the tediousness of this life and experience transcendence. And this is particularly needful in an era in which we have experienced the domestication of the divine. Far from aiming at domesticating God, we do well to adore the dominion of God. As King David exuded, your dominion endures throughout all generations. Oh, to know, to know the unfathomable experience of fellowship in the Holy Trinity. Great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. His greatness no one can fathom. One generation will commend your works to another. They will tell of your mighty acts. They will speak of the glorious splendor of your majesty, and I will meditate on your wonderful works. Get that, that psalm of David into your memory trace. You know, in our fast food culture, we're forever looking for instant gratification. 
a cacophony of voices, promises, quick fixes, and instant cures. In reality, let me simply tell you, there are none. The secret to a successful marriage is found in the time spent developing a relationship with your spouse. The secret to raising kids Well, it's a function of the quality and quantity of time spent interaction with them. The secret of a successful portfolio is directly related to understanding the fundamentals of the companies in which you invest. The secret to a perfectly, and I don't have one, a perfectly sculptured body is proper eating and exercise. The secret to prayer is adoration. Adoration where we're lifted above the mundane and experience the supernatural. To memorize a psalm of adoration like Psalm 145, and there are so many such treasures in Scripture, well, that takes effort. The reward, however, is nothing short of an experience with the living God the very thing you and I are created for. It is to experience life and to experience life that is more abundant. If you do nothing else but incorporate this psalm into your prayer time, I promise you, you'll experience a spiritual revolution. Well, the Facts Prayer Guide continues with the C in the acronym FACTS. So we have faith, adoration, and then confession. Confession is something that is inextricably woven into the fabric of prayer. It's quite natural for your prayers to transition from adoration to confession. Indeed, one inevitably leads to the other. For when we touch the transcendence of God, we're inevitably reminded of our own unworthiness. This was precisely the case with King David. You probably remember the story. In the days in which kings went to war, King David stayed in the palace, and while there he lusted after another man's wife. And after he had slept with Bathsheba, he sent orders, this is incredible but true, orders to have Uriah killed so that he might take his wife. And thereafter, he lived with Bathsheba in blissful denial. No accountability. Sin so covered up that only God could see. And thus, thus the one who sees all, whose eyes roam to and fro throughout the earth, sent Nathan the prophet to the palace with a parable. There was a rich man. A rich man who had an abundance of flocks and herds. A poor man with but one little lamb. A lamb that he loved and cherished 
as though it were a daughter to him. And one day the rich man stole that that precious lamb and sacrificed it in feigned hospitality to a traveler. Well, when David heard that parable, when he heard of the rich man's debauchery, his anger was aroused. He, he demanded that the rich man restore fourfold what he had stolen and then be put to death. Nathan's response snapped David out of a deep-seated denial. He pointed that bony, prophetic finger and said, You are the man who did this. Though you had everything a man could ever want, you struck down Uriah the Hittite with the sword. You took his wife to be your wife You killed him. Therefore, the sword shall never depart from your own house. David's response is instructive. Shaken out of a deep sense of self-absorption, he confessed his sin, beginning with the words, Have mercy on me, O God, according to your unfailing love, according to your great compassion. Blot out my iniquity. And as you press on, one thing becomes absolutely clear. Though God responded in forgiveness, the sword never, never left David's home. The consequences of his sin followed inexorably as night follows day. And that message should never be lost on us, should never be minimized through confession. We may cleanse our conscience, but... Corruption carries its own consequences. Thus, we must not suppose that because we are being redeemed by the blood of the Lamb, we may as yet sin with impunity. For like David, you and I are prone to live in denial, but but there is no way of denying our sins. Our sins are real, and there are no doubt hundreds of sins of which you and I remain blithely unaware, and therefore our need for confession remains so great. Each morning afresh, the sins of the previous day must drive us to adoration and from adoration to confession. Oh, what a grace. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just. He will forgive our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. But we, if we claim that we have not sinned, we make him out to be a liar and his word is not in us. Confession is so important. It's part of our prayer life. When we get to the next broadcast, we're going to talk about Thanksgiving, which is also inextricably woven into the fabric of prayer. You've been listening to the Bible Answer Man broadcast with Hank Hanegraaff. We pray that today's program has deepened your understanding of Scripture and helped you grow in the grace and knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. If you'd like to contact CRI and order resources or partner with us financially, just go to equip.org. That's equip.org. or call a resource consultant at 888-7000-274. 
You can also write to us at Post Office Box 8500, Charlotte, North Carolina, zip code 28271. The Bible Answer Man broadcast is supported by listeners like you. We're on the air because life and truth matter. Our Lord prayed that they may all be one, just as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. The glory that you have given me, I have given to them, that they may be one, even as we are one, I in them and you in me, that they may become perfectly one, so that the world may know that you sent me and loved them even as you loved me. Christian unity is not optional. To receive your copy of Until Unity by Francis Chan, call 888-7000-CRI and make a gift to support the Christian Research Institute's life-changing outreaches, 888-7000-CRI, or visit us at equip.org. That's equip.org. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.